Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Lucky there's a family man Travelling in a different time zone Got a new wife and kids, all of that shit Cos he's a family man Smearing himself with your cake Um. (laughs) Did you prepare that or was that all just... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, can't you tell? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it seemed very professionally prepared to me. Danny Elfman fucking came up with that. Me and him worked on it overnight and like, right, that's it. And then I cancelled it and said, I'll just do some sort of family man's family guy's <laughs> spin-off thing. Um, hello, welcome to spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! It's a special time of year for us here in Spoiler Filled and possibly you. It's Cagemas time. <laughs> Nicholas Cagemas time, one and all. Saint Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, seasons, blessings, and merry wrestlemas to those who celebrate that as well. It's not It's not a wrestlemas film this year. We, we chipped out for a, a better film. There was one guy carrying well, tires when I was like, mm. really? honestly, when Cage tires. was when Cage was in his underwear at, uh, towards the beginning of the film, he was kind of built a bit like a mid nineties wrestler. Uh, he had, a, he had, the, he'd be the tire man, wouldn't he? They all had jobs in the nineties. Um, oh yeah, no, that's tenuous at best. I yes. will say, uh, but yes, we're having a. So yes, on the pod we like to chat about films. Uh, and Nicholas Cage is a you know Internet Hall of Famer, movie champion, and love of the pop culture crowd. Uh, you are right. No, I don't know what he is. It's just a fucking actor who likes it. Anyway, it's the wonderful, divisive. Uh, Nicholas Cage that everyone loves or hates or in between and uh, we love him we, he's always turning up in our film choices so we, we dusted off one of his Christmas movies of which he has a few and uh, served it up for each other and shared in a wonderful Christmas bounty mm, the family man <laughs> so, so tasty uh, on the pod is Anthony hello Abby. Hello. Jamie. Ta-da. And myself. I didn't learn the lyrics for the next bit. <laughs> I, read I liked he could first. just about sing it with the sheet music, and then as soon as he threw it away, he was absolutely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of air guitar to sell it. That's the main thing. You can keep singing if you want. I'm not shy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. Anyway, Abby was the person who thought of doing this, so she will give you the details because the poster is suspiciously like the weatherman with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so we don't want you to look at that film and listen to this pod. So, Abby. The Family Man is from the year 2000. It was directed by Brett Ratner, written by David Diamond, David Weissman. Stars Nicolas Cage, Tia Leone, Don Cheadle, Jeremy Piven, Sol Rubinick, Joseph Summer. Oh, actually, no, I should name drop the children. Mackenzie Vega, 
and Jake and Ryan Milkovich. Well, heavy lifting from uh, Jake there. Mm. Being a child baby. (laughs) (laughs) Being handed over at arm's length to a daycare centre. He stole that scene. It's about Jack, a successful businessman who is moderately lonely. So a really interfering, I don't know, kind of, well, after no entity, because it doesn't really establish as an angel or anything like that, decides like a, to slip sorry. him into a pocket dimension for a little while, give him a parallel life for a few weeks, and then just dump him back in the one he had again. What a git. Yeah, what, part alien, part fairy godmother, part meddling lotto scam guy and or clerk. It's so weird, the character Don Cheadle has in this. I mean, it's basically Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life, but if he was a dickhead instead of um, an angel saving a guy. Yeah, but they don't call him an angel or confirm what he is or bring him oh, back. Because it was made in, in 2000. You want to be more vague and clever about stuff like that. Nothing else, but For just that atheists. specifically. Atheists won't believe an angel has interfered to make your life worse. <laughs> I think the difference is like Clarence was like a new angel. Trying yeah. to like oh, establish yeah. himself, whereas this guy's been at it for like centuries, and he's yeah. just like <laughs> now he didn't give two fucks no more. Yeah, he's just <laughs> fucking around with people now. They should have gone the route of like um, a Christmas Carol, which is his obviously also like, uh, and had like Nicholas Cage's ex business partner come be come back and be like, "You were nice your whole life, and that way is damnation." <laughs> You were, even though you were a successful capitalist, you were nice to everyone and had good banter with nearly everyone and tipped people and were brilliant as a as a single man. But oh, in hell, you have to have a partner and children, or you won't go to heaven or anything. <laughs> Something like, you know, I don't quite know what the message is. Both both I, ways, I... Nicholas Cage was. Good. We're already into this. We should be. What <laughs> expect? Did anyone had anyone seen this? Before, I remember. I remember, like when when it first came out. Uh, I like. I remember the, the trailers for it. I, I never. I never saw it, um, but it kind of it piqued my interest at the time. But it just kind of fell by the the wayside. So this is the first time I'm. I was seeing it. I was expecting. I don't know. Like the premise is a bit like, oh well, we know where this is gonna go, kind of thing, uh, for the most part. So. Mm. I wasn't that interested in it, but then it is Nicolas Cage, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Abby, had you and I had watched this as like a batch of Christmas movies, uh, uh, this was like Leftover or something, was it? Well, I think I found out about this fairly recently. I only watched it for the first time, what, two months ago? That's what I mean. It was um, we had a batch of Christmas movies to watch over Christmas last year, and this was left in the pile as we just got chucked in with all the other films we should watch. You know, as just a Christmas, let's watch a Christmas movie in July or whatever. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't know. So yeah, we did watch it fairly recently. For us, it wasn't it wasn't uh, for we didn't watch it in two thousand. But it's not, I, I didn't have great expectations or. Uh, low ones. I just was like, oh, this is a weird one. I'm surprised I haven't seen it, I guess. I haven't got round to it. Jamie, had you heard of or had any... What were you thinking this was going to be? 
Uh, the only thing I knew about this film, and I didn't even know it was from this film, was the uh, Flash cartoon music video. Oh yeah, where yeah. someone took the the cake scene. A really, a really unremarkable yeah, dialogue from that scene as well, and they make it into the most fucked up animated song. Made a really like weirdly catchy and impressively animated uh, music video out of it. Um, Do you want that yeah. cake? That one. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't know what that was actually from. Yes. Um, is that, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of Nicolas Cage lines that you go, oh, I know what that's from. But yeah. Just, yeah. Also, in the animation, he's like a turkey some of the time, and she's like in a bikini. <laughs> that's not yeah. Um Yeah, it's a really good video. Uh, it's, it, it's better than the film. Um, <laughs> I So I didn't know. that. Yeah, that was the only thing I knew about this. There's a real, like. Uh, grey area of Nicolas Cage's career where he just did stuff and I like it's really hit and miss whether he's even going to give like a big performance or whether he's going to be kind of boring and understated um thankfully in this he is a little bit more over the top than I was expecting going in uh yeah, and as a result a few a weird like a few line reads are up there, aren't they? Like, uh, yeah, like they, like Brett Ratner was, I guess, just letting him go a little bit, um, which was a good idea because I think were it not for his performance in this, uh, and and Tilly only trying her best to make anything of her character, mm. um, this would have been a fucking dirge to get through, um, and I was exp- I. Other no, than not his... a fan of a kind of wonderful life knockoff, then. <laughs> no, because um, like other than him giving some energy to the performance, this really is just like Nicholas Cage quantum leaping for an hour. But and it's a half. just or two hours, in fact. Uh, it's just really, it, it's 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 like a hacked up. The like mashup of "It's a Wonderful Life" with bits of Christmas Carol thrown in, but also like none of the substance of either of those stories. It's yeah. just like yeah, I don't know. He's he's rich and and that's bad, and then he's not for a bit, and then he is again. But also he he's probably gonna have a family later. What's the point? I don't know. Merry Christmas, bye everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Merry Christmas is about right. Yeah. <laughs> so this has got some of the most fucked up ramifications. The ending for me is the real like fucking what the man <laughs> the man's brain would be broken when he comes back. Like never mind him learning a lesson about what life's really about and what he really needs. Yeah. He would be like in a in a Lovecraft story when they see one of the great ones and just go in this insane. <laughs> Like he has to say goodbye to his children, who then are, I guess, presumably erased from existence. Yeah, yeah, something. What we're, the we're, fuck? Yeah. We 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 gotta circle back because it requires some setup to really appreciate the fucked upness of it all. So we'll hold the end questions for later and talk about some of the the setup and the goings on early because uh, it does it does bear holding <laughs> it does bear waiting for uh, for the context. I think. You're right though. It's just fucking what is going on, <laughs> and, and who? No one made much effort to care about the rhyme or reason. It was and, just oh, something schmaltzy, but also 
wacky. <laughs> it's, well, and also for the last like 20 minutes of this two hour film, whatever comedy there was is just gone and it just becomes this like figuring oh just doing like the cliches of rom-coms where they go run to an airport it is but it all of the com is gone and it just becomes this really sappy saccharine where it's also like it takes 20 minutes to get to the end that you already know is happening and you're like i know i know brett i know where this is going please just get there (laughs) I'll direct the last of the film if you want. <laughs> yeah, maybe they could have come up with something a bit like, you get out of here, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're there. We've all seen, at the very least, a version of A Christmas Carol. If not, it's a wonderful life. You there, what reality is this? <laughs> it's the one where you're rich and have children. Great, get me a turkey boy. <laughs> you know, that's what we want. And, and Nicolas Cage's children did not... Unexist. <laughs> they, they were just bought on later, I guess. I guess the sperm waited hope. for the sperm waited for thirteen years to be exactly the same. They're all dead and undone. Sorry, the ending. Honest to God, is uncontainable. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> the premise of this movie then is essentially Nicolas Cage and his girlfriend in in nineteen eighty eight are at a crossroads in their life. They've got their sliding doors moment uh, where Nicolas Cage is off on a flight to London or somewhere to learn how to be uh, a financial whiz or something. And his wife's, I guess, going to lie oh, he's, school. Wait, he's, got, he's getting a job with Barclays Bank. Barclays, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, they're still in business, so... Or bailouts, I don't know. So he crashed the market in 2008. Anyway, <laughs> they, and his, his wife, like a complete maniac, says, we've talked about this a thousand times and we know you're going there, but all of a sudden, I feel like... Well, she she basically went, I feel 9-11's going to happen. And <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I should, I should stay. Yeah, you should stay. What do you mean there's going to be a plane crash? And it's like, no. I just... Yeah. Just fight. Bad, yeah, she gets bad vibes, and is like, and they're not. She's not his wife at this point. They're just oh, girlfriend, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but like, it seems like that's the way it's going. Like they'll they're gonna end up getting married if he doesn't leave, but he leaves and he never comes back. He's like, it's fine. We we've decided that you know, just a bit of school, and then we'll get back to get you know, we'll both be in success. We'll both set our careers up, so we'll be financially uh, in a good place. We can have a family. Bob's your uncle, and she's like. Uh, we're bound to grow apart, though, aren't we? I mean, Probably. she is right. Just looking at what happens, he's Abby. What do you make of this? Is this like an awful thing for a woman to dump on you at the airport when you bought the tickets? You're there. It wasn't the best thing that she did it, but I also think he didn't handle it especially well either. So it's kind of like, oh, you both fucked that up, didn't you? It's a real hard decision to make. Like, well, like if I stay now, like. Fucking tickets are wasted, and I have to make a bunch of calls to Barclays, and there's a lot of bullshit. We we planned this. <laughs> this is oh, this is really bad. I can't even think about it for long because the plane is here. <laughs> you know. <it's> not, <laughs> um, but yeah, he basically does go. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like smash cut to him banging some attractive prostitute or something. And then it's revealed that she's a prostitute because, oh, she thought I was a new girlfriend, didn't you, you wholesome bastard? No. 
Um, and then it's basically Nicolas Cage, uh, his character, Jack, is it? Yeah. He is a successful... This is 13 years on. He's not with her anymore. And he's a success and an absolute mensch and brilliant and fun <laughs> and nice. Uh, he's got a sports car, a swanky apartment. Uh, he's a, a snazzy fucking go-getter in his work. Uh, for some reason, he works in the financial world, and they work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to well, make, the, make okay. the big deals go through. This is so. This is the first big problem with this version of this story, which is the, the business he runs, or the fact that he's nice. The yeah, well, kind of all of it. So, like, you know, in in stories like this, like look at uh, like Christmas Carol is the obvious one to go for. Is that you know. Uh, Scrooge is money obsessed and he's a prick to everyone. He doesn't give a shit about Christmas. Cratchit, you're working through Christmas. I don't care about your sick child, you fuck. Yeah. Get back to, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's all, you know, the the it, the it the whole point of that kind of story is that this person is either bad or is missing something He's or something is cat, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Or like if it's a wonderful life, you know, the the whole he doesn't like, know how nice his fucking shit he He's gonna kill it. himself and doesn't realise how much he good he does in the world yeah, until yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else shows him whatever. The problem here is there isn't really a problem. <laughs> like it's <laughs> he's successful. Yeah he's a bit of a dick to uh, what's his name? Alan Sort yeah, of an but, character, but like not really. Well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of needles him a bit for not paying attention because it's Christmas Eve. Thing. Everyone's a bit too nice in this. Yeah, and not only that, but like, it, there's also something that happens after this initial setup that kind of makes him a fucking hero <laughs> before the story even starts. It's like and it, you're on the wrong foot if you're gonna like, you know, I, I get mix it up by all means, do something different to those sure, other famous like, movies, but. Don't get it it's, wrong. Like he has to, he has to have a reason to ch- like. It's almost like who's this for? Like rich businessmen who don't have children. Like yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't even seem like he's he's an, he's not unhappy or lonely in his life. Like we never see him like doing all of this. You know, we see him doing all of this high energy stuff, and literally the first time we see him like alone in his apartment, he's fucking singing opera and having a great time. Really, <laughs> like excited about everything in his life. And <laughs> Jamie, then we were, him... Jamie, were you sitting there wishing uh, you switched with alternate year where you're rich and single and having a good time? No, I, because if I, if I... If my alternate me would probably still be living with my mum. Uh, yeah. So, um, but like... Uh, it's... Because my degree wasn't in finance, it was in fucking cultural oh, theory. There was a crossroads um, you could have taken, um, and then you'd be absolutely... You just bought I, a scratch card or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my maths is so bad, I would never make it as a banker. Um, but, like, everything seems fine. And, yeah. like... It's oh, it's you live not, a shallow existence. All right, well, not really you still, though. You can still <laughs> settle down at some point if you want to, guy. Exactly, and like that's and yeah, the whole thing is like, oh, she's phoning him. Should he, uh, you know, is he going to pick it up or is he going to let it go? Oh, I almost married her and stuff. But then whenever he goes and meets her at the end, it's like, well, if he'd gone at this point in the film, they kind of just would have had a pleasant 
catch up and then both moved on with their lives anyway. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is the point? He also, he also has his cake, he has his cake, smears it on himself and his wife and eats it too because <laughs> he got to he, he got to live this life, find out a family would have been nice and then get have to have the that family, family anyway. later implied yeah. in the film. But also it? wasn't enough of a shit to... Like, what is this doing, Freddie? Well, like, <laughs> I don't know. What the anyway. fuck is the? He saves a fucking clerk from a robbery before the story even yeah. starts. Uh, Anthony, was it a deal breaker for you? The fact that he and his work was it weird that they are all of Barclays deal makers were in work on Christmas Day? They were all expected to be in on Christmas Day to well, make though, sure they go to because... a meet a guy in Aspen or whatever it was. So that's, I think that's only because there was like some sort of huge merger. Going. Yeah, there was some complicated bank banking thing happening that no one gives a shit about. So, and you didn't give a shit either because uh, fuck it, whatever is it or no? Well, I, I get it. I don't know when when like a hundred and thirty billion pounds is on the line, you're probably going to work Christmas Day, right? <laughs> That's I, the I thing. Like, maybe what's maybe this, this business is... this businessman who's like in Aspen with his family going, mm, I think I'll think I'll do my business on Christmas Day and I, I I'll, I'll accept I'll accept a businessman into my holiday on Christmas Day to go this, skiing. Well, he's, he's his favorite, isn't he? Because he's like he's the reason they're where they are as a company. Lots of the rich and the famous, eh? <laughs> this is such a like not like there's a lot of talk in I know like the IMDB trivia and stuff about this film being like pre 911 um you know because mm. not only do you see uh the World Trade Center in this um I mean that's but fair but I there's can't all of criticize that no, no 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 but like there's all that and then there's all yeah. the stuff of him like going right up to the gate at the airport like people <laughs> talk about that but this is also a very like pre 2008 crash film yeah where because where people like, in business and pricks <laughs> you know because now looking back at this and like the idea of him being a, a successful banker and then even at the end of the film presumably still doing that you're like well he's gonna fuck up massively anyway <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um but it's the uh what's also weird looking back that far now like pre-9-11 pre-2008 crash is that when you think about it now so many people work on christmas day whether they want to or not, the yeah, that but loads whole of it, like, thing is like in, uh, in this essential in, in uh, essential industries, the hospitals and shit. You know, no, that's like, what I'm saying though. Like that's not even like a big plot point anymore. Yeah, and also you don't have to be Christian. You can just oh, you're like oh, I'll work that day, double pay, uh, and I'm Muslim, so it doesn't matter to me. Like whatever. Uh, anyway, so that's not okay. It's a Christmas film. It's set at Christmas. It's a Christmas Carol. We get it. Uh, hold on, one more thing what? that I want to yeah. get out mm. before I forget. It's a Christmas film, largely set in New York, but it is it does nowhere near enough New York Christmas stuff. What, like <laughs> the NYPD choir boys are singing and stuff? What do you want? Yeah, we it's don't see Macy's Parade, nothing. No. That's Thanksgiving, the... isn't it? Well, Macy's Parade? Yeah, but, um, but like, there's just, it's, it's set in New York, but it's not a very New York movie. And if you're going to do a Christmas movie set in New York, you really need that's a that's almost like a genre of film in and of itself. Like mm-hmm. it just makes yeah, me yeah. But he's Home it's Alone in this, it, it, well everything any Christmas makes me want to watch Home Alone too. Um, but like you know, I can't. I, I, they were in the suburbs for most of it. In fairness, it wasn't like 
Yeah, it's it more of a Jersey, Jersey Christmas film, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, so the first big major thing is uh, what's this Don Cheadle business? So Nicholas Cage, <laughs> we've set him up. He's a nice guy. He's friendly and all that. And then he just pops in to get, uh, I don't know, fucking eggnog or some shit. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna chug some eggnog on my way home. Another crossroads. Don't get eggnog. Chill out in your house, <laughs> fucking prick. Um, uh, so he's gone to get eggnog, and for some reason, Don Cheadle uh, has been told you're black, dress street, have a fag in your in your visor because <laughs> it's two thousand. Oh no, it's a cigar. Is it? Yeah, he's got a whole cigar stuck in it, stuck in his visor. I hope it's one of those American ones. Yum, yum. Another <laughs> joke. joke of this film. Uh, but if Don Cheadle's like possibly doing some sort of lotto scam where he's he's scratched out the wrong thing on a lotto ticket to get like 200 and something dollars. And then he pulls a gun on the store clerk because he's not, he, the clerk's like, I'm not having this scam. We, yeah. do we, know, we never find out if that scams, if he's a real scammer or not, do we? Well, I think the. I mean, I, I I don't fully know, and I don't think the film necessarily knows either. I I got the impression that he was because he does this whole thing with Cage's character Jack as like this, you know, almost like a test. Like but there's also the suggestion, yeah. But there's also suggestions that he's also testing other people. He's just going around seeing who's super nice he's, to give them a life lesson, is it? Yeah, because he like, I feel like he's testing the the clerk as well. He I, he kind of says something that suggests that there was yeah, a like bigger you, thing. You, he says something like, "You missed your chance there, buddy," or something. Like right. That. So and if then, he'd have if he'd have not been like, if a scammer comes in and you give them the benefit of the doubt, you might get to see how you could have done your life better. I maybe. And then there's also yeah. I think a bit later on where he turns up again as the store clerk and he's giving change to a woman and they they exchange some really long weird looks and then she leaves. And he's but, like, it, it, but he's he never about it. Like he doesn't mm. he doesn't clarify what that was. Like what fucking what? It's a real <laughs> um, he's a real mystery angel alien wish. Yeah, I mean thing, I think he? it's I I I just assumed. It's, he's it's supposed to be an angel like Clarence in A Wonderful Life or like uh, the ghosts in Christmas Carol. It's like a, again, it's a vague mashup of that stuff. Yeah, but um, it can fuck he... itself for the logic it, it uses to determine who gets magical wish grads. Oh, I mean, it it, he gets, yeah. This is what happens. Nicholas Cage is like, oh, mate, look, don't fucking shoot everyone with a gun. You've es- right. this, this Christmas angel has escalated the situation, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage bravely goes, "Don't do this. Yeah. I'll just I'll okay. buy it off you or something. This Calm was, the fuck this down. Is, Give me your gun." This is another like, problem. Is you, that you've you're, earned a glimpse, whatever that means. You're trying to set up this whole like Christmas Carol thing, but he fucking intervened in an armed robbery. Like he deserves everything good he gets for doing mm. that. For like no, he, he didn't have to do that. He could have just stood back and been like, "I'll just fucking pretend I'm not seeing any of this." Like, <laughs> which again would have been a better setup for the story that happens, because yeah. that would make him more of a like a bastard who needs to learn a lesson. But this is a reward as far as uh, gun wielding magic man is concerned. I've like kind you, of? 
He goes it's... out and he's, he's like, he does the, he buys the fucking lottery ticket off him. Well, no, but then he says he fucks up because he, he's like, he's like, I almost called him Clarence to to John Cheadle's character. Uh, he's like, you know, why don't you get yourself cleaned up? There must be some programs. Maybe you need some medication or something. And yeah. that's when Don Cheadle's angel character is like, oh, now you fucked it up. So now I'm going to fuck you up and and make you live another life. It's like, what the fuck is he trying to... <laughs> <laughs> why? Do either of you two guys make any fucking sense of what, what's going on here? No. no. Like, like I, I get what Jamie's saying. Like, in all the other things, it's kind of, it's uh, like the thing that like the 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 angel does is per, like bestow a punishment, which turns out to be a reward or a lesson. Like, yeah, but this is like reverse. This is like a reward that is actually a punishment until you suss it out, and then it's a punishment again because we take it away. Yeah, yeah. In the, in yeah. the most like existentially horrifying. <laughs> We yeah. can. What I what I didn't get later on. There's only a couple of scenes with Don Cheadle. Ones where Nicolas Cage uh, deals with him, trying to fir- ask him all the questions we might have had, and gets dumped in the street like ah dickhead. But the, <laughs> the, other, the other important one, he finds him at the end of the story, and he's like, he's a clerk now, being a dick, as you mentioned, Jamie. But he does not. He's not fucking. Uh, I've got your change. How about a fucking gun? <laughs> what do you What do you make of this? What do you make of this woman <laughs> trying to buy something? You fucking. What are you going to do now? I'm going to talk you down, and I'm going to say, "Keep the change, young man." It's it's all Thanksgiving's eves, and I <laughs> I think you need some mental help. You deserve a glimpse, <laughs> like. And then Nicholas Cage is there, like, "Can I get my bag of grit?" what is he? I feel why like is he it's... a nice guy as a clerk. That's all I'm saying. Whenever, well, he's he he is. He, you know, he's he's turning up as different roles in these different realities, kind of thing. Oh. You know, because he's an angel and he he can exist in all these different places at once. It's and I, but I, his like his motivation in a story like this should also be clear. And like I'm, you know, I'm the fucking David Lynch fanboy on here. So if I'm saying a story is too vague and doesn't make sense, then there's a serious problem (laughs) with how it's being told. That's true. Your bar is so low. I know. (laughs) I'm, I'm perfectly happy with something being like, you know, dream logic and not making any like obvious sense, but something has to be underpinning it. And not only that, this is a, like, they're trying to make a film here in a very specific genre within a very specific framework so you kind of have to have those familiar beats if you want yeah. to make it work, unless you're deliberately going to do something that's very like weird and experimental, which this is also absolutely not. Like outside of the stuff that is frustrating, the rest of it is boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't we don't need Don Cheadle to be much other than explained. Because it's not like you go around questioning, what's the ghost of Christmas present get out of any of this? They're just ghosts right. who sort of work for God or something. We don't worry about it because their motivation is clear. Show Scrooge the exactly. error of his ways. Nicholas Cage has no error apart no. from he should probably hook up with a woman. He did love someone and he sort of ooh, do- missed, dodged a bullet or hit the bullet or whatever. And we also don't know how or why John Don Cheadle's character works. So that's it's, it's all like fucking being peer stupid. pressured into getting married. 
Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah. How do you like? How do we as the audience know if he if he'd gone to meet her or not? Like, would they? they... Another, yeah. Well, we find out. We find out what would have happened because what happens is he's transported thirty. Uh, it's not. It's still thirteen years ago, but he's woken up in a in a in a family home. The family home. Well, no, it's still, it's man. not thirteen years ago. It's still That's the same saying. time. It's, it's an alternate. Time. Yeah, it's still two thousand or whatever or thereabouts. Thirteen years on, so yeah, it, it's. But he is quantum leaped into his own life. Weirdly, if he'd have not taken the other decision, but got the uh, tr- uh, got the plane back the next day, yeah. and then made up with her, and then settled into a life being a. Well, just all the events of all the sliding a door, the butterfly's wings flap differently, and yeah. now he sells tires and has two children in a modest home in the suburbs, and uh, loads of tedious friends and family. That he still didn't have also a, a nice big house, though. <laughs> oh yeah, and like, for someone working is the wife's work. Uh, the his girlfriend wife is she's working a, for free. Is a lawyer? yeah, she's a non-profit lawyer, so like she. But does she do get paid work as well? Uh, I don't know. So they say don't all really... non-profit. I guess. Like, there's one salary. Uh, well, still. Uh, traditionally, a non-profit lawyer works for a non-profit practice. So right. it's not that they're doing it for free. They're Just doing it at doesn't... cost. Yes, that, that makes more sense. So she not, she earns, but not very much. Um yeah. But and... it's like, what if the rich man was middle class rather than a fucking right. porter? <laughs> We're all like, I can't wait for the like the what? There's a version of me out there that can afford to have a family in a house. Where's he coming to visit me? All these rooms in this house. That's incredible. And all I have to do is sit in the back office in a tire place and fart all day and drink booze, <laughs> drink booze drink. and like, yeah. it's it honestly people. doesn't seem fine. that much worse. It's just that like the decor and the clothes are worse, but <laughs> you could change, like... also you could just buy nice clothes that aren't expensive. That is an option. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. Um so yeah, he's we it's a lot of quantum leap business. Is everyone is used to quantum leap business, aren't they? By now, uh, do, do, yeah. Abby, do, Abby, do you go for this sort of thing? The people talking, everyone around them being like, "You're something wrong with you today." Well, it suggests that it's not entirely surprising. Like yeah. it's a new kind of weird that he's doing, but she is like, "Not this again." What are you talking about? <laughs> and There's some kind of like yeah, mental health. Still- she is still married to Nicolas Cage at the end of yes. the day. So <laughs> there's, yeah, you know, the, the bar is slightly different. And yeah, because like stuff, there's some stuff he can, he remember, he knows her. He's not like completely blind here. And he does, it's the, the tragedy of this is it isn't a body swap because he's in his correct body. So he doesn't have the obligatory touching his genitals in the mirror scene. <laughs> going, Whoa, I've got my own dick. What is in the wrong house? <laughs> they should have made him look a bit more different to himself, really. Yeah, they just put him in different clothes. He should wake up with stubble and more balls somehow. Just, <laughs> just, oh, just somehow grey because of children. Uh, um. Oh God! Now I, now I want like a gender swap movie with with uh, Nicolas Cage and somebody where like he's having to pretend to be a woman in a man's body, getting used to it. Oh, the closest we get, I think, is Face Off, and that's uh, Man Man. That's a shame. 
Yeah. It's also a shame because we don't get him to... He's Face-off is him trying to pretend he's not Nicolas Cage, which is not what you want. No. No good. Abby, what's in your notes for the first bit of uh, Nicolas Cage finding out what his family life is like? One moment. I haven't needed to look at them so far because we have immediately launched in with some of the weirder parts. <laughs> it's hard not to talk about the ramifications of this. I, all I want to do is complain about yeah. niggling points of concept. And we're not even no, we're not even halfway through the ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I've got a couple of quick notes right at the start. Just the way he's reading a newspaper after having sex with that random woman. Oh yeah, it was just a bit. All right. Pick up the newspaper. Way to make yourself a little bit mental. (laughs) It's when the news wasn't depressing pre-9-11. It was just like, what's Bill Clinton been doing with his dick? Yeah, the the end of history period where we were all like, I suppose everything's fine from now on (laughs) for us people in in the West. We've completed the game. Yeah, he reads me the (laughs) Now it's just post-game content. The The whole map is open. His bizarre relationship with that woman from his building, where they just have weird sex banter and love. Oh yeah, <laughs> again, We'd... he seems like a, a charming guy. The woman says, "I'd never leave my husband." Is that implying he's rich or he fucks good? No, she. He says, "When are you gonna? When are we gonna drop this facade and and you run away with me and uh, leave your husband and run away with me?" She says, "You would never satisfy me like he does." That's what I mean. So is that. <laughs> is it that so he fucks? Is that what that means? I guess. He may be boring and shit, but he fuck me fills the pussy up. <laughs> I wish crying. we got to see her husband and he would just be played by some like tiny old man actor. The mole man, the mole man. Someone, uh, yeah. Someone is credited as it, so he may have popped in there briefly. Oh god, I don't remember any of that. I was struggling to stay awake. <laughs> this <laughs> is just a question from me. How yeah. exactly do you send someone's car home for them? Oh, if you're rich, people will do fucking whatever you want. Just, I guess there's a valet service. At yeah. the, at and the, the valet will drive all the way to your house and then, I don't know, get a taxi back. I know. <laughs> you're right, Abby. That's a small problem. I would Not a problem. It probably happens, but I don't know. Maybe they just wrote in on the sock because he's in the wrong car. Whatever. <laughs> I did like uh, speaking of New York at Christmas. It did have one of my favorite like American Christmas movie things of him just walking around in that big coat with leather gloves when it was snowing and cold. Mm. Also, there's one part. He turns up at a party. Uh, I think it's in the, the the party he has with his suddenly new family, where his coat's taken away, and then he's still got his gloves. So he hands his gloves to. Some other woman that is trying to bang him, and it's just like, yeah, you might want to put your gloves in your coat. Is this, there's no glove room. Like, so, what are we doing? her, like her character, is she's another she's another example of something that really annoyed me about they this. Dropped, they dropped the plot of that one, didn't they? Yeah, the and but not only that, there's also like his friends that we get introduced to. Specifically, the 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 one who has like any kind of role at all is Jeremy Piven. Yeah, um, the bowling uh, teat league. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the pin pals. Um, <laughs> but like, it introduces all of these like characters, like his friends and stuff, and it even gives them little bits of like 
character like like business as characters like the one yeah. who's having a bypass and jeremy piven obviously has like seems like he has a thing for uh tia Leone's character um what's her name is it alice kate where the fuck did i get alice from um where the fuck anyway. is alice yeah, yeah, fuck you. um uh yeah it seems to suggest he has a thing for kate um uh, and then there's well the, the way character. the way the way they get into Jamie Piven is basically Nicholas Cage waking up with a family in the wrong house being well confused is I'm fucking driving home to New York straight away right yeah abandoning my family and then when he finally has a bunch of arguments with people who don't recognize him and gives up because and Don Cheadle picks dick. him up in a Ferrari in his Ferrari from the other reality yeah. drives him around explains everything. No, he doesn't. He he's explains wow. a bit and says, "Fuck you! You're not getting a proper explanation." <laughs> let, let, I will tell you. Get out the car. <laughs> no, no, he said. No, he, I did like that. He fucking tricks him. He's like, "Come yeah. on, we'll get out, and I'll explain it to you." And then he opens the door a bit, and then as soon as Cage is out, he slams the door shut and drives off. <laughs> um, there's also he comes, there's... he comes back. This is it. He comes back from that shit, and then Jeremy Piven. Is it rescues him and says, "Hey, buddy, I'll explain a few things by accident to you and set yeah. you up as a you know, you know, a guy with a boring life." Sorry, and he has on. well, he has this whole conversation with him about uh, you know, is everything okay? And you know, Cage is obviously fucking out of his mind with all of this. And, as far, uh, as, far me... as they're concerned, he spent Christmas, disappeared in New York, yeah, shouting at strangers. Like a and no one knows where he went or why. Um, like, and he's yeah. like, yeah, you know, uh, Christmas Day or the holidays or whatever is like the highest rate of suicide and all this stuff. And he's, ha- he's trying to have this like heart-to-heart conversation with him. And I almost get the sense that like the idea with Jeremy Piven's character is that like he's deeply depressed and lonely and sad <laughs> and is like projecting it onto his friend and that there was like it almost seems like there's going to be more story to all of these little characters and there's going to be some kind of resolution that happens with each of them until the final resolution of cage's character but no it just it just fucking forgets all of them it's like ah we don't have time for that it seems like all of these little threads are supposed to be resolved. Like he's supposed to have some other conversation with Jeremy Piven's character later where he helps him now that he's more comfortable in his like family, I almost said family guy, family man life. Yeah. Uh, You know, has some kind of like resolution with the woman who he was thinking about having that affair with where he like finally turns her down because he something. just he just doesn't have an affair with her he just doesn't do anything and we never see her again she just leaves the film <laughs> and then all of these people don't exist at the end anyway so right well, like they exist but in a reality where he didn't live by them so they don't know him yeah. or, or alternate so is there a sequel to this movie where we see family man nick Cage is suddenly really rich and single, and is is like oh no because he doesn't exist in New York does he? So there's not like an alternate Nick Cage swapped in. Just... No, no, no. Yeah, he's not. He's not body swaps. It's it's just an alternate version of reality, except for his daughter, who seems to be aware that something is changed. Oh well, this is key. This is this is this is a bit of good writing, I think. I mean, stupid, but it's like. If you have Nicolas Cage, fish out of water, 
keeps saying the wrong things because he's not familiar with right. his own life. You need an ally. And I thought yes. it was very clever to have a little girl. His daughter's like, you're not my real dad, are you? It's like, you look exactly like him. Yeah. You're fucking, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Yeah. And then, so he's like, you know, like, I, I that's sort of right. I am, I am mental. And she, I like the way <laughs> he talks to the kids. That's kind of how I talk to before what? he makes friends with them, and he's just like, "Hi, yes, you're uh, correct." That's mm. kind of how I talk to my children. <laughs> um, <laughs> much later on, he's all like, yeah, "Yeah, I love you." I much preferred it when he was like, hmm, "Let's do this. Let's have a meeting." I always talk. I've I never been able. That's right. <laughs> I've I've never been able to talk to children like a lot of people do, where they talk to them like they're children, even to my own. I I can't not talk to them like they're just other adults. Like even when you, they were really you were small, making, making your mm. your small children do your tax returns. <laughs> I just find I I I think because when I was a child, like I have vivid memories of being really young and like hating being spoken to in any kind of like I not that I would have known what the word was then, but like patronizing. I it used to make me like internally furious as a kid. Is it because your um, yeah, yeah. your mum just hit you, Jamie, or what? <laughs> like she just communicated through violence, so you weren't used to anything else. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, my mum no, my mum never hit me, by the way. In case she hears this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and she and she hears that and is angry and hits you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Anthony. Go on, Anthony. I was gonna say I feel exactly the same to Jamie. I always I always talk to kids just like they're adults. It's yeah. mainly because I, I I save that for like dogs and cats. Yeah. I, I, I give them yeah, yeah, that's baby what baby dogs for. And then it's like I can't really use this with a human being now, can I? Because what yeah. am I saying? <laughs> um I, I'm the same do... page, I'm just like, all right. So yeah. sure. <laughs> I do so I'm going to do it again where the person who always complains that all child actors are terrible is going to say the child actors in this film are not terrible. Um, well, the, the girl was doing, the I, girl. Look, I am talking like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, she the, didn't the, have that speech impediment, which really annoyed me. The one that I've never heard in real life ever. Um, yeah. Hey, mister, but, have you got the time? Uh, <laughs> But, I've got to go to a birthday party. <laughs> oh, it's way worse coming out of your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, God, it's like we're in an improv class. But, um, <laughs> sorry, you don't have to talk to me. Other people can go. Abby, do you want to pick up the ball? Yeah, he threw me off. Like, I like the scene where the daughter kind of, like, finds out. Like, yes. I like the way it played out, and I like the way they interacted with each other. But then you think about it, and it, it, it's setting up those ramifications again. Yeah. Because she asks, like, where, where, where's my, my father? And it's like, where is he? Yeah, is so he, is it a body swap then? Because like, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's yeah. so unclear about what its own premise is. Here's the ramification then, I don't... Sorry, let me go on. And then it just kind of it you you I, I was always thinking about that for the rest of the film then yeah like, well these aren't you know they're not his wife and his children they're someone else's family right yeah. now like inserting himself into and you know when it when it all comes back to at the end when he's gone back to his um when he's gone back to his real life 
It's like that's that's not the person you are now going to meet. That's a totally different person right. that you fell in love with. It's will yeah, the, will it, the real dad have amnesia for like two? He like where I don't remember the last two weeks. Everyone, I mean, I've had lots of rows apparently, and I've come back and my child, my children right. have become they've loved a different father. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because the overall premise appears to be that the whole like glimpse thing. As it's yeah. as it is referred to by John Don Cheadle, is that the world itself around him has been changed into this like alternate version yeah. where he didn't like an alternate save <laughs> like right. a real game, but it's not. the problem is you need to stay in this reality. If yes. the, the ending has to be all right, you'd live this life. Yeah. And then you slowly maybe you forget you're a banker. Oh, no, you have to learn your lesson. It doesn't. It can't work. I was thinking. I was thinking towards the end is like this is a bit wrong if he keeps this life, isn't it? Where's the alternate dad going to live? Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Is that if it's if it's the reality, re, the one reality that is that exists has been rearranged temporarily to teach him a lesson, and then it goes back to how it was after the lesson is learned. That's one thing. But in that reality. That daughter wouldn't have this whole, are you my real dad? It would be like, dad, what is wrong with you? Because yeah. this the, the person exists is, as a singular thing. Whereas the, the girl, <laughs> the, the, the girl being like, you're not my real dad. You've replaced him yeah. suggests that he's been sent to an alternate reality. Or where there's a, fucking mental. I mean, it's, it's just that it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, this, this is <laughs> but... the, the troubling thing for me. Sorry if it's cutting you off too soon. But the the daughter who's like, you're an alien, and I, I'll accept you're an alien if right. I'll live with you as my new father if you can make chocolate milk and <clears> like <throat> give me an anal probe or something. Like I was like, Choc- don't interfere with me and make me feel weird, which is a fair thing to say to a father. But chocolate <laughs> milk, imagine that. Imagine you've been taken out of your reality, Jamie, and all your kids want is some new dad to make them their favorite <laughs> beverage, and that's you fucking gone forever, replaced by an alien. How does that make you feel? I mean, if that's all it takes, you know, deserved, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. she also says whenever they're like playing later in the film outside, and she's like, "I knew you'd come back." Yeah. So, now, so it's like. Hell. Did they writing the film realize the problem we have yes, here? They did. Like <laughs> it makes no sense, so we need to try and resolve it. Um, I, but I will yeah, say yeah. this: the scene where she first realizes, and mm. the scene where he takes them to their like respective schools, like he takes the baby to the daycare and he takes her to school. Yeah, those were some of the few scenes that I it works, thought were right? pretty good. Yeah, especially I, 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 her I like. like Giving him the crib notes on his life, like asking yeah. your own child, "What do I do with?" But you have to like, and she's like, "You know, you take us." Where here. do I go now? Don't be late. Kids here being picked up last. Yeah. Uh, oh, you were. You're a tire guy, and the dad. He's like, "Why do I do this?" And she's like, "He's like you? Big Ed's Tire Store. Why? Why am I going there?" <laughs> yes. And, and the oh, kids. Oh, Jamie, you're very slow at this point. Do you get a receipt when you drop with your child at at childcare? <laughs> no, but you should. <laughs> and everything else we're really worried about getting returns but children like I, I need a receipt I need a court number for my court when I go to a restaurant uh, but my child I could leave anywhere like David Cameron uh, fuck off <laughs> but um, 
no, I that that was pretty good. And again, yeah. I thought like, oh, is there going to be more of that? No. <laughs> well, they, they, I think that well, the reason they also don't have too much him with his children is because it would be sadder when their reality is undone. Like if it's he true, really yeah. loves his children, is with them all the time. Yeah, it has to be about the wife and his relationship with her. Because it's just like, well, none of you will matter at the end of this. We don't, we can live in a universe <laughs> where Jeremy Piven didn't exist. But some people want to. But we can't. <laughs> the children, you know, fucking hell, brutal. Also, they gave a lot of credit to, like, when Nicolas Cage is talking about how great his son is. He's like, he opens his eyes and he thinks, wow, yeah. <laughs> well, what a child. <laughs> All the other kids ignorantly closing their eyes and sleeping through their childhood. <laughs> Most kids just stare <laughs> off into space and don't acknowledge anything. You can tell he's really learning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh god, the kid pisses everywhere. But apparently, was that was genuine and not uh, scripted, like a fake? Yeah. Well, they didn't tell a diaper for him to change. We had the classic. Oh, you don't have kids now. You've got to change a baby. Yeah. Oh, but you, you, you can definitely things. because I um, looking through the trivia found out that that scene was real and now like if you watch it knowing that you can definitely see Cage trying not to laugh <laughs> as he does the scene as the kid pisses everywhere. Abby, what 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 sort of juicy nuggets have we got in Latin notes of little scenes that pop up that are worth chatting about? Uh, one moment. I, I want to see more of Nick Cage and Bicycle Bells in films. <laughs> oh, that's a good oh, bit, wasn't it? Yeah. When he tries to ring the bell to get uh, Don Cheadle to show up. And the daughter's just like, thanks, you made this bike for me and this bell solved yeah, that problem. Yeah, she just takes it, yeah. And he's just like, I do, there's lots of fun to be had in Nicolas Cage feeling trapped in a, in a confusing marriage he didn't sign up for. And the fact is to come to terms with the fact that he's lost his banking career. I liked his relationship with photographs. Like, he's always seeing photos and going, oh, fuck you, look at this. Yeah, what are you smiling about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's what he could confronted with his own wardrobe options, and yeah, just finding the booze in his work drawing me like, yeah, you must have drunk this every day. I like the... uh... Uh, whenever they're getting ready for the party, or she tells him to get ready for the party, and he goes looking through his wardrobe, and he's like, "Oh, this is just subpar." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite bit uh, isn't really him realizing uh, all, all the stuff. My favorite bit is he's lumbered. He's he's accepted. Oh, okay, I'm being a dad. I take my wife and my kids to the mall, and she's like, "Oh, I have to get the shoes, and then go here and go there," and then he just goes. Why don't we go to all the shops? Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's the that's the most funny bit. This is the best. I love it. <laughs> so he says it's so right as well. Anthony, there any bits for you that were like little moments of this concept playing out that you remember fondly or thought was um, one? One of my favorite bits was when he like first wake wakes up in his new life, and he's just kind of trying to comprehend everything. And like, uh, like the kids come in and they're all in the bed. Mm. And I, I just like the way that he, like, quickly, sneakily snuck out without saying anything. And I'm like, that's exactly how I would do it. Just, <laughs> just leave the situation as quickly as you can and figure it out somewhere else. True that. I, I like the fake <laughs> out they do where he has the classic alarm 
and he puts his arm across and oh she's not there i'm back in my old bed oh no it's still here. <laughs> it's, it's i'm being fucking groundhog day <laughs> i like that as well that's a good one i think the um him and uh tia leone do work fairly well together her i f- i feel like she is like cuz her character doesn't have much to her like she exists kind of for him in a he's lot of the, ways he's the feminine ideal choice in your life right that the, that the magic people want you to pick but i do think um her performance is pretty good considering she's just there to exist as his like one that got away and that's kind of it like she does a lot to make her character just seem like a real person like mm. she's not like you know, typical. I'm, you know, oh, the, the, this, the, my, I, I missed out on the perfect woman. Like it's a very, re, it's a very kind of natural and grounded performance. Where, and I like that she, it often does like kind, also kind of weird, goofy stuff. Like she does, her character fits well with his character as written. I agree. Yeah, and I like she's mainly there to be dealing with a husband who's having what looks like to her a midlife crisis. Um, yeah. And so a lot of her scenes are, look, mate, normal life stuff is good, yeah? <laughs> like, the obvious point the movie's trying to make is, yeah, having kids and, that, you know, life isn't about material possessions. It's about the, the fun along the way and the things we do this. Life is fun, even though it's like a fucking boring, mundane chore, right? And uh, so she's there to just be hurt when Nicolas Cage hurts her and to, you know, try and fuck him in a very mumsy way when they have have 30 minutes to themselves. It is. That's she does a very good uh, or it's a very good like somebody's hot mum kind of performance. I don't know how else to describe it. I like he's like like complaining about having socks taken off when he's watching TV. <laughs> and then he twigs. He's like, "Oh, you think yeah. you you want to fuck me?" Oh, <laughs> uh, I would be I would be remiss if I didn't highlight my my strained Twin Peaks connection here. Oh yeah, please. Do. Um, well, Nicolas Cage was in the David Lynch film Wild at Heart, which yeah. is uh, features the song by Chris Isaac, "Wicked Game," which I believe was originally written for that film co-written by david lynch with chris isaac chris isaac who would also star in uh the twin peaks movie firewalk with me as an fbi agent so sounds like someone at least one of you went to school with (laughs) yeah chris isaac yeah Yeah. to school with chris (laughs) oh chris isaac yeah 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 that was very tenuous, but it was interesting. So well done. I feel like there's like kind of uh, there's a good couple of layers to that one. Yeah, I mean, it would have been easy just to say he's in a David Lynch film, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but so is Nicolas Cage. That song is like connective not, tissue. But, yeah. Hmm. Let him show off. It's all he's got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any other? So there's a there's a one of the good bits that the to get the. To get Nicolas Cage quickly emerged in his life, he's he had to accept his tire job, confuse a recent... It's good they have a recent employee, because it's not a lifelong person he knows being like, the fuck are you talking about? It's just the new guy's like, yeah, your office is there. 
<laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. I only just work here too. Um, yeah, I've been here a week. <laughs> yeah, and then his wife is basically like, "Right, we got a party. You fucked off on Christmas, but we got a party to go to with all the family and friends." And he's like, "I fucking, I, I can't cope with my new life yet. I don't know who you are." And, and as soon as she's like, "Right, you're looking after the kids," then he's like, "I'll be ten minutes." We, <laughs> I'd rather deal with strange quantum leap people than have to look after random children I've never seen before. And so, you know, we get, you know, interactions with all of the people at a Christmas do and like the the work do with friends who wear terrible shirts and are on his bowling team. And I think like the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of the bowling guys. <laughs> that was a weird one. Uh, but they they all sort of like they're just they're only there to be like, look, he shit at bowling because he hasn't had thirteen years practice. Yeah, that's annoying for his friends. Oh well, who gives a shit? Did that guy have his bypass? I guess. Who knows? Because they never follow up. He they <laughs> laughed about him dying tomorrow, but he did yeah. die tomorrow because he was chomping on lamb chops and ribs and stuff the night before. No, he was back for the bowling tournament. He lived. But nobody men- nobody mentions the bypass. He's had a bypass and then he's fucking bowling. Fucking hell. Um, also, I'm pretty sure if you need like a, a triple bypass on your heart, you're 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 in the hospital for like weeks beforehand. Or a bit of pre-op. Yeah, I think so. Like it it was literally tomorrow that he was <laughs> he was going in. <laughs> he should have um, come in like a backless uh <laughs> like shirt thing um, we have in the hospital. One thing the 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 bringing up the Chris Isaac song reminded me. Um, the music in this film is by Danny Elfman, and it's nothing. Yeah, it's just like ho hum family sentimentality. I guess. It doesn't even have like because one of the things you know, if you if you're gonna do a Christmas film, it should sound Christmassy. Like one of the one of the best things about like Die Hard is the way that like the score for the film works in a bunch of like Christmas motifs, which is like really uh you know like a really interesting way to kind of make you think about it without consciously thinking about it but this this the music in this film is just i don't even re- i don't remember any of it at all hmm. i mean it's also not christmas all the time because he misses christmas being a dickhead and then it's sort of anniversaries and things like i don't know sure. how much time does it cover uh, I think it's, but I think it goes from Christmas to Valentine's Day. So it's a good couple of or months. After, then. no, because it's after Valentine's Day, I guess. But yeah, it's supposed to be a couple of months. Fucking hell! They really kind of go. You get it. He gets used to this shit eventually. <laughs> he gets used to the humdrum life and his. Oh, you say. Just... <laughs> you say the film goes. You get it. But for the last twenty minutes <laughs> of the film, the film is not very confident that you get it, and it really <laughs> goes out of its way to anyway, make it, fucking sure. It has it does the obligatory stuff, which is, you know, a man who isn't himself, freaking everyone out, being freaked out, and little jokes. A lot of, we would all agree, you know, there's a lot of good little jokes there. Yeah, um, and it, you know, it does, like you said, Jamie, it does a few side character arcs where Jeremy Piven helps him out, and then he saves his marriage from having an affair, and you know, it's got bits going on to give character and stuff. And then it goes, right, let's say he's loves his wife. They haven't quite had sex. He, he sort of dodges the the moral question of, is it okay to fuck your wife from an alternative? Yeah. 
because it's like, oh, you ready to fuck? I'll get. Oh, you've said you you looked at me for the first time, having not seen me in thirteen years, and said, "Christ, you look all right. You got that kind <laughs> of milfy glow to you." And she's like, "Oh, how can you say such wonderful things?" Oh, milfy glow is an excellent turn of phrase. <laughs> he was like, "I remember you when we were in college, and then now you're all fucking, you know, <laughs> smashed out from birth and." <laughs> Your, your tits are bigger from all the fucking suckers your kids are done, and <laughs> your hair's shorter, and you look, you know, scruffier. <laughs> That's kind of hot. And so he says, you know, oh, you're hot, and stares her in the eyes, and she's like, I'll get changed, and then he can fall asleep without cheating on himself. Or but whatever. him, I yeah, him. I thought him pretending to sleep was a a kind of nice uh, indication of again of indication. Yeah, indication of the fact that like he's actually not that bad and doesn't deserve this horrible, weird experience. Because like, yeah, he pretends to go to sleep because he's kind of now thinking like, oh, this is you know she's like significant. I don't want to just take advantage yeah. of the situation. I'm gonna just avoid it. Like, I like, I like also because when he considers himself a different person, he's like, I could have an affair with that woman. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know my wife. Right. <laughs> Abby, what do you? How do you feel about the moral complexities of him sleeping or not sleeping with his own girlfriend wife? Is I there? I think it's fine that he needed to have a little bit of time to get used to the situation, but it was a bit late in the game when he was thinking about sleeping with that other woman. You think? Yeah, that was weird too. But then I yeah. kind of get that because, like. Like I said, he's been thrown into this situation, and it's like then you know he realizes like this is not the person, right? Who this is a totally different person, and that that he is falling in love with, but you know, is it more morally weird for him to sleep with his actual wife than with the random person? Yeah, and was was he was he having an affair as the other person? It was is like other him fucking her actually, you know. He has to find I that think out. it's. I think it's that then they weren't, but the, weren't, the yeah. potential was there. Yeah, uh, I think it's I will say. Kind of, I think it's drawing a parallel between his kind of like uh, his flirting with the the woman in the yeah in the uh, in the apartment in his real life. The uh, it's just the, like a quirk of his, like you know. I was just going to say. I suppose it's a bit like the middle bit of Groundhog Day, where he's throwing himself under buses. Oh, I would have liked to see. Oh, there was no regenerating. He couldn't. It's just like kill that, himself. except not funny or interesting. Yes. Um, I the I I I have to say maybe it's just me, but like the way they made her up, the the woman he almost has an affair with, Evelyn. The actor's uh, name is Lisa Thornhill. Yeah. Um, but the way they like dressed her and made her up um, made me really frightened of her. <laughs> She's just a really scary looking like woman in a like she'd be on like a housing association board telling you you can't have certain things on your lawn or something like really just but oh. really but really thirsty for Nicolas Cage's character. Yeah, I like the scene where he first meets her, you know, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you would like this dress," and he's like, "Tits out, oh, yeah, have a look." Yes, and great. he's not even looking at. It. He's like, "Yeah, it's great." Yeah. Oh, you know, do you like, do you like well, it? He says oh, something like, mm, lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely, and then goes away. Yeah, it's good stuff. Although I did, I did like the bit later on. He's like watching a video of uh, one of um, Kate's birthdays, and he's singing to her. Oh, God. And you do kind of see in the background Evelyn just kind of like right, yeah, eyeing him up in a kind of 
sad way. I don't have this kind of thing in my life. And that's kind of like why she's kind of like fallen in love with him. I want to give props to Nicolas Cage for not having his voice overdubbed by someone else when he was singing. That was him singing. He he sings uh but in that wonderful it's okay, but it's also bad normal guy. Yeah. Way. Um it's, 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 cr- can... like, it's cringe, but then the point is it's cringe, but isn't that real life? Isn't sweet? Isn't it sweet that we sing awfully to our loved ones? Mm. Jeremy Piven's face, <laughs> love. It's such a also <laughs> big te- attention seeking party for yourselves on your anniversary or whatever. Fuck off. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, a scene I didn't like was she it's like their anniversary, and so he's forgotten. And the kids are like, the kid daughter's like, you always um yeah, you sorry, I sh- should have mentioned me, but yeah, you always yeah. get a get a really good present early doors and the wife's like here's your gift it's a shit suit because you liked a good suit earlier <laughs> um which was a brutal scene in itself but it's just him i wish i had a nice business suit and i'm going to buy it the child has shoes i want a two thousand dollar suit um but he he gets a shit green suit and she is bouncing on the bed with anticipation yeah, yeah, like, a child. like what's wrong with her is she? He, he he fobs her off with like, "Oh, your surprise is later when I have time to sort something out," and she's like, I, "No, you always get me." I like away. his. I like that his the the lie immediately collapses. It shouldn't have. It was fine. It's later, right? Fine. Okay. We're going well, to yeah, but he's getting to a point more. now where he's like, he tries to cover, and then he just feels bad because now he's like, uh, he should have been. He should have doubled down. <laughs> Double down. Don't back down. Double that's down. what that's what the old version of Jack would have done, presumably. We don't know because we never see him do anything like that at the start of the film. <laughs> well. That's it. We needed to see no we didn't. Anyway. Yeah. Did anyone else think the suit scene in the mall was a little like he he goes to a tailor's and is like, ah, my favorite yeah, shit, no. shit late nineties suits. <laughs> And that... then he's so horrible about wanting to have his old style back to his... Yeah. It's just brutal. No, that scene and then the follow-up scene in the car where he kind of tries to... Well, they kind of try and work through it. He keeps Those... apologising almost for the sake of the other him initially, isn't he? Right. Like, I shouldn't uh, well, ruin his life for him. <laughs> both of those scenes are, like good like they are like it isn't that the film has no scenes that work it's just that they're not strung together in a way that is satisfying ultimately at all um and they're they're also not set up in a way that is like it it's it's not earned it's happening because it needs to happen for the story but it wasn't like it's not really bouncing off anything in particularly interest that particularly interesting. That's why they is... skip so much time. I think it can't happen in a couple of nights. Like uh, it has to happen yeah. on it is for several right. weeks of getting used to the drudgery of normal guy life. But then it does that. But then, as I said before, it then takes an entire twenty minutes to belabor the ending. In the most interminable fucking way, instead of spending more time on that more interesting stuff. You, you guys agree? Yeah. Abby, was there? 
Was there anything else that happens in the build-up to Nicolas Cage going, oh, no, I'm going to have to give up. I finally like my life as a tyre salesman family guy. And there's Don Cheadle. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Is there anything else? Uh Uh-oh, indeed. Uh, Was there anything else, Abby, that... Uh, you know, worth mentioning before we open up this fucking can of worms. <laughs> just the way he sort of weirdly Darren Brown's his um, the boss oh. of the company and the guy oh, yeah. who's taken over his role. I forgot about you that. Know, Go on, he's... elaborate, Abby. Come. Well, he does that sort of magician thing of saying, you like certain kinds of cigars, but not because they're popular, but because you've done it for 40 years and you don't change something that works. Your wife decorated your office. You like to do this. You have this prescription of glasses. <laughs> I uh, I really like the uh, the older guy who plays the boss. His reaction when uh, Cage lists out all of uh, Saul Rubinek's stuff, and the old man's like, yeah, "I've got your number." <laughs> <laughs> but he just absolutely uses all his insider information to get the the slyest job interview ever. When he just yeah. drops the car around, is like, "Right, I'm gonna." I'm going to impress you, Darren Brown's title. And he's like, you could have a job. So so one of the weird things, I guess, is he gets to have a little chat with the guy who has basically taken his life, who was the shit guy from his office. Not shit. It wasn't he, shit. He, was he just didn't want to work on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> quite rightly. But he was the... He's, he's you know... He, does anyone want to explain what happens? He basically gets like a... a, a uh, you know, talks to him. Well, I mean, because uh, Jack hasn't existed in this universe, uh, that guy, Alan, is more empowered. He's higher up in the company and he actually fights his corner. He gives Jack a little bit of a row after he's Darren Brown in the office saying, I don't know what you did to make him come and bring you here, but I heard this place and you're just one of his toys and you better stay in line Buster, if you want to keep working here after he's bored of you. Mm. And then Jack just laughs. And he's like, that's amazing. You said that to uh, me. Which <laughs> is the best way to defuse someone ever. Yeah. <laughs> a good pro tip, isn't it? Like, just very casually react to their little row. Like, oh, oh well done, mate. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. Uh, anyway... See you around. I don't care. I'm I'm not <laughs> invested. I'm not invested in any of my situations now. <laughs> it's weird as well, because he should be like, oh fuck, I actually have to like I he's very confident he can schmooze his way back into a reality he didn't exist in. Yeah, it's again, this is one of those things that like it doesn't really like what like what is happening here with him like going, ah, well, I can get my old job and my old life back. Here's a here's an apartment that they'll give us. Uh, he's, got, he's, got, he's got Groundhog Day style cheat codes at this stage. Right. But he also and... knows as was established that this is a limited thing. So why is he, why would he <laughs> even now be doing this this far in? Like, I this would have been the first thing he'd done. If yeah. you'd have told me I was getting a glimpse of something, I would have assumed it would be like a week or less. Right. If yeah. This has been going on for a matter of months. I kind of have to work from a position of, well, this uh, this, this glimpse now, yeah. could just last for the next ten years. For all I know, I may as well <laughs> do stuff with it. Yeah, I think we I think you go a bit um, wildly. Going back to your family and being responsible is a bit fucking pussy, really, isn't it? 
What would happen if he killed himself? I would wake up again. <laughs> like, would it be like Groundhog Day where he just wakes up there again, or would he? Would that like knock him out of the? Like, would he just be dead? Like, I, I this. I, I Maybe that's it's... how you become the new fucked off genie. <laughs> I'm glad you called him a genie because at one point I was thinking like is he like a, is he a, like a djinn or something what's happening that's, yeah. why a, that's why he's a dickhead djinns are famously like yeah but he didn't wish for although, shit he was although, just fine if he was some sort of Christian angel then if he if he killed himself he'd be in hell that's true wait are they, are they Christian angels they're like Buddhist angels and Jewish angels? They're Jewish angels, aren't they? Because that's the it could, it could no. be a non-denomination angel. <laughs> oh, also like helps. a wishy-washy hallmark angel. Proper full-on biblical angel with millions of eyes and fucking oh, arms and shit. What, what did you say, Abby? Hells. Hells. Hells angel. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. He's a hells angel. He would have been good. That would be a nice pun on the concept of the angel interview. Yeah, I was just you. wondering if that's ever been done in a film or TV version have. of the story. Yeah, it has to be, right? Oh, of course, there's the other one, the teen angel. <laughs> just a <laughs> teenager who died and is now helping you with your Teenage life. mutant ninja angel. Those those have been done. they done that, must have. <laughs> TMA. Uh, anyway, we do... after Basically, basically he goes, look, wife, let's... Just look that I impressed the boss by selling him tires, <laughs> and I've now talked myself into a job and have an amazing new. I have like a equivalent old apartment that I used to have in my old reality. It's amazing, middle of New York. You and the kids come live here. I've I've somehow got a job, way up the pay grade. Hooray! And she, admittedly, he hasn't read the room or, or what right. she wants from her life, but she's an ungrateful fucking bitch about it. <laughs> like, move there the kids to school, it'll be fine it'll take, you know, a few months there is like a sense of the, the film being like the, the like if you, if you don't have a family like in this way specifically then you can't be a happy person even if you have everything else this is yeah. the only life that is one that matters to anyone on earth Right, and then, they... and then it's like, and then he tries to sort of blend the two. He tries to make some sort of compromise, and then it's yeah. it's still like, nope, sorry, it's this. You have to be it. poor because your wife doesn't want to have. This it. is the only route to happiness in the whole world, and we presumably, can't... with you know, with spoilers, it it like the film heavily implies they end up getting together again at the end. So like, <laughs> but presumably then because of the respective careers they have in the the real reality that existed yeah. before they do end up being really wealthy regardless because they're both independently wealthy wealthy as they come into the relationship so like but they can only be wealthy if they're not a family until after it's I want to go to paris yeah I mean, I kind of assumed they would. <laughs> they're going to live... This, this, yeah. so it's really, like, Anthony's gone to a point there. It's the the film is saying you could only have it this way. Yeah, the, the, like one or the other. A wife or who... I, I like my shitty house in our shitty family, and it's where I... Like, I get the it's near our family, it's where we're used to, the kids, the school, etc. Like, what if your youngest child is a baby, he doesn't understand what's going on. 
but... the other the other child. I've moved. I moved schools and houses, and like you go after a while, you want to change because you want to be with your new friends or whatever, or you get right. used to it or whatever. Like, yeah, it's a move. normal thing that families That's, do. Yeah, yeah. Do. It happens all the time. It's really normal. It's perfectly fine. And it's a good, it may not, maybe it's just like, oh, don't, this department's a bit insane. Maybe a compromise where we move. Right. But even anything. then, you could the come kids in, would you make loads of money, just two and a half hours, it'd be fine. The kids would ultimately have better lives. Five. Because of the ah, but resources they, they have. But it's not about money. Kids have better lives if kind, they have 2.4 families. It kind of is, though, because <laughs> they could afford better things. And, like, she yeah. could become a non, she could still be a non profit. I'm sure there's people in New York who need lawyers for free. You know what I mean? Like, chill out. Well, he does, he does say that. He says there's there's more work for a non profit lawyer here than, than anywhere because, you know, there's but, more needy people. But, like, it's just, but who will you could have cut this whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, don't put, don't put him getting his old job back. Like, why is, they just, why? They want him to show he has amazing, he has a power of knowing what would have happened. But we know that. Yeah, but he doesn't. He has to have fun with it. Because it's he has to misunderstand what life's about. There's, Life isn't uh, about being rich. It's about being middle class and getting by. That's but he's already value. learned that at this point. Why is it reverting back to this right before the film goes yeah. into its last act? Like, And it's not what he gets. He doesn't have to compromise and be no. middle. He doesn't <laughs> be a Vince Suburbia at the end. So this is the thing. Don Cheadle goes, ah, dickhead. You thought this, and you're happy now. You're fucking happy with your grit salt and your wife who smears chocolate cake on you on the stairs, Ugh. and then you say the wrong thing, and now oh, fucking hell, you spoiled it. You like that? You like that shit? <laughs> Not happening. It was a glimpse, <laughs> buddy. Back you go. Back you go to your shit reality where you were rich and fuck prostitutes, and everyone admired you and liked you and thought you were a bit, <laughs> bit of a taskmaster, to be honest, but still... <laughs> Um, and like you were giving tip, like there's a guy who makes presumably money on the stock market because Nick Cage gives him information. He yeah. works on in the you know the security guard, improving yeah. other people's lives. Back to that hell. <laughs> <laughs> what if Don? What if fucking Donald Trump Jr. was fucking nice life you had? Or whatever. <laughs> like, um, so anyway, he wakes up and he's not bollocks. Like. Like I have, I am rich and have to do this weird Aspen. Oh no! no. Don't worry. Thing. We also have to have a horrible and unnecessarily heartbreaking scene of him, like looking at his small daughter in bed, but realizing that the oh like, god, when he realizes yeah, he's he... about to invert, I'm like, this film does not need that kind of bleakness. Jesus Christ! It's like he's terminally ill and he knows he's yeah. gonna die. He's gonna kill. He's not. He's gonna murder them. He's like, you will not exist. <laughs> You, you, my wife, I'm going to just look at my wife's pussy as it is now, so I remember it when it was pure. And, like, I don't know, he just takes a moment to savour the family life he's about to delete or have removed. Jesus. One, two. It does get deleted. He, he runs then, he drives home, he does the opposite run back to his suburban home. Oh, this is, also, fucking... this is also where all the comedy stops. It's just gone. And there's still somehow like twenty-ish minutes of the film left. But it's uh, we get to see who lives there now, and it turns out it's uh, Iron Man's dad, right? He's the owner of the house. Yes, now. Robert Downey Senior. He's there. And he's like the fuck, and then <laughs> Nicholas Cage is like, "No, I'm not. All right, goodbye. Have a nice, <laughs> have a nice Christmas day. <laughs> fuck you. Back to work, where I have to 
talk to everyone who's in work <laughs> and go with my limo. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> so and then so he's like he tells everyone in the office, look, yeah, I'll do the bollocks for the business deal to go through. You find out what you need to find yeah, out. Everyone everyone still has to work on Christmas Day. Yeah. And then he decides I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna fucking look for my sort of girlfriend who left me a message saying come round before all this happened. Oh, there's all and, this fucking him driving back and forth places in his limo here as yeah. well. And it's like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I know where this is going. Oh, He's look. going to find her and they're going to get together. And the whole resolution is going to be they'll end up having a family after all. And the well, kids will still be the same because women are born with all their eggs. Exactly so, like that. Exactly I've, like I've, got I've got a slightly different reading of the oh, ending. Oh, go on. Yeah. You, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was all I mean, hell. That is all that long. is what the the filmmakers want you to think, right? Right. Certainly, but the the way I saw it at the end was he's he's run to the he's run to like the airport, and then he rants nonsensically to it's her insane. about <laughs> about imaginary children that they yeah. have. And the only reason she stays is because she probably thinks he's going to commit suicide. He if he will does. And <laughs> kill me. Down. <laughs> oh, it, it's uh, like for her, from her perspective, like he discovers she's like a successful lawyer about to move to Paris. Right. She's mid. She's she's paying people to pack her bags on Christmas Day. Yeah. She, her, her her assistant, who isn't going to work for her anymore, has been pulled in on a favor. To book train t- to uh, to book uh, plane tickets on the day of the move to Paris, like Christmas Day, I'm moving and changing jobs to Paris. This should have took pl- part. This should have been earlier December for me, like easily solved. Yeah. She, so it's like, ah, oh, the wife talked about it would be nice if I had an assistant as a lawyer, and then she's rich and successful, so she has one, and it's like, you are dickhead. Here's a box of your shitty old, I don't know, is it perfume? Or is it booze? Oh, it's perfume. Uh, there in was an opportunity here that they squandered where they could have seeded that she still thinks about him a little bit because she still had some of his things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But instead, she's all like, yeah, here's some of your things. But she could be like, oh, yeah, here's some of your things I had. It felt weird taking them to Paris. And then that's that. That's just that's all we need. Just this little any indication of him saying it's weird that you kept these, and her saying, "Well, you know, like just a line of dialogue to establish it." I assumed you would have thrown these box of knickknacks away twelve years ago, at least, (laughs) when I didn't come back from London and love you anymore. But uh, yeah, she's kind of cash hands back the shit, and he's like. I don't know, bumping into things and being fucking Hugh Grant from a rom-com all of a sudden. <laughs> and basically, yeah, so from from Anthony's interpretation, I think I think it was a bit of a ball, it's a bit of all. Oh, we it, get basically... wait, we do get we also get a really boring scene of him just looking at the stuff in the box. Yes. Well, yeah, that was the... totally unnecessary. Which uh, we're all, again, we are there as the audience who have seen <laughs> Yeah. A million versions of A Christmas Carol and have probably seen A Wonderful Life and various other takes on that story. He, we he, fucking know. We know. He should have pulled out a dusty lamp and gone, <gasps> and rubbed it, and got <laughs> what he wanted. <laughs> or an eggnog or whatever, is it a gun, whatever. <laughs> run, he he rub, rub a carton of eggnog and Don Cheadle comes out with a yeah. cigar shoved under his visor. 
So, yeah, so she, on Christmas Eve, or just, no, a, a few weeks before Christmas, when she's about to move to Paris, she goes, oh, send a business card round saying I want to see my ex-boyfriend to pick up his shit. He comes round. He's like, hey, you're busy, but I want to talk. And she's like, oh, right, yeah, but I'm going to Paris. So I mean, yeah. He fucks off with the stuff. And then while she's about to board the plane, Anthony correctly points out a madman rants to her. <laughs> <laughs> and is she scared of him now? <laughs> and all we see really is that they he yeah he has a made up life that he has experienced that they never had, and that's I think the film is saying that's what we could have still, and that's enough to start a conversation and say maybe right. we can yeah live yeah in Paris it, it's, together. yeah. But they just talk in an airport, and she discreetly catches a later plane. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Like, even in the best best case scenario, they hit it off again and realize we should have had a family. That's the true goal. This is right. thirteen years later. They're both successful. They're living in Paris. They have different children who resent them because they've grown up rich. <laughs> they don't have the the child doesn't have any of the same you know de- like it has different combinations of DNA. None of the banter and rapport of you used to be an alien. Now you're my dad again. <laughs> so, but all of the Piven is still sh- shit, and he's probably having a better time in the bowling league. Maybe he fucked this woman and had an affair and got divorced. Everyone's like the the dad had a heart attack and his business crashed, did it? She's, yeah, she's fine. She's in that reality. In this reality, the business he had a heart attack and died because Nick Cage wasn't there to help him. Or he had a heart attack. The business did badly, but she was rich enough to help out. Like what? Yeah. Yes. We don't know any of the stuff that went on with anyone. Well, we don't children... know. We don't know anything about her beyond his like, uh, like fantasy that he sent on. And she wasn't a nice mum, so she doesn't have that milfy glow anymore. She's <laughs> just a lawyer, a harsh lawyer, possibly. <laughs> she could be fucking Giuliani for all we know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're right, fucker. Well, that's some alternate casting. Just she's standing outside fucking uh four seasons lawn mowing <laughs> and her hair's melt her hair's melting down her face as she does a press conference and he's like, You're not the woman I married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Should have gone to Aspen. But, um that deal yeah, didn't go it's... through. Oh no. <laughs> I'm fired um, <laughs> for not working Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah what the like... fuck happens in this film at the end? Uh, no, well, it's it doesn't like the... happen. They're they're to- like from what you can see, like they're like talking and laughing and having a good time. So the implication is, oh, see, then they're meant to be together. And I guess, I it because it's because it's a supernatural occurrence because there's an angel involved. Presumably, the kids will just be the same kids as they were in that. Like, does these are the kids oh, you guys will nice. have if you do have kids? And it's all nice. nicely wrapped up in a bow because no one wanted to give any more thought once the script was done. <laughs> and yeah, again, <laughs> like you know, I keep coming back to. Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life because those are the sort of tentpole this type of story Christmas films. Um, But both of those stories have more to them than just this like this sort of singular person learning a lesson. Like in It's a Wonderful Life, there is a wider world going on within that community that's fleshed out. Like I don't 
hold that film in the regard that some people do just because I haven't seen it. Like, I don't have, like, nostalgia for it. I didn't see it until I was an adult. But it's one of those films that when I did watch it, my takeaway was, oh, there's a lot more going on in this film than just, like, the cliche basic story that everyone knows. Yeah. Um, Like, there's a a lot of substance. There's a surprising amount of, like, depth to what you think is a dated, cheesy Christmas story. Hmm. Um, Again, same thing with Christmas Carol. Like, there's the the presentation of the story of a person learning a lesson is done through a really interesting lens where you get these different, like, supernatural entities that embody different elements of what people think of when they think of the Christmas season. Like, there's there's some kind of interesting wrinkle added to each of the like versions of that story whether it's you know the the book or the fucking muppets christmas carol or yeah, whatever, yeah. which is the best version of the book of course everyone um, agrees on that but uh this is this is that story but with none of that going on <laughs> like it just it it's just removed all of the proper substance and then also, sort of stumbled through it right the crossroads in his life where he was like, you made the wrong decision, I guess. The universe has intervened. Could she also have had a, like, could she have had a yeah. job, Don Cheadle, that made her go, you should move right. to London and not, you became a, a like a capitalistic lawyer who just makes money and is single and I'm moving, you can, you can move on Christmas. She must, she needed a flashback. She doesn't have any agency other than for him. Yeah, like it's, you know, I mean, it's a it's a sort of rom com from the from two thousand. Like, it's I wasn't expecting a tremendous amount of depth from her character, which is why I thought her performance was good because she was trying to like do something with it. But in essence, what you're saying is it's the lesser of the thing. It's it's less than the thing it's copying. <laughs> yeah, so... and I mean, it's like I and even you know beyond that, there's the whole like person waking up in an alternate life thing like a fucking of course i brought up david lynch earlier but like that's a thing he does in most of his like best films it's about a person suddenly becoming another person and all of the like weird sort of nightmarish implications of that this does that a bit at the end but even then it's like yeah but you know it's, it's it'll be fine it needs a sequel to see what actually happened to him after all that shit. I assumed he would. He just went insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is. He, he, yeah, Abby. Abby, what did you think overall? Did it work? No. <laughs> I think it's mainly it's the ending that finally took it off the tracks. It could yeah. have ended okay. It wibbled and wobbled, but it could have made it. But that ending is just no. no. Not it's so long. Well. Like the like the ending specifically is so long. Just and, like, Don Cheadle, just give him a fucking Christmas wish and say that can be your <laughs> life if you want, but you will forget your life as a no but he, he, there's no way to square because if he gets the life right where he gets to live with her now. That, does that not mean he's lived an extra 13 years of life somehow? He has the expe- 13 years of an exper- experience. Wait, well, no, because he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, he misses out on 13 it. years of the. But he has to he like, live like a man who has fucking Alzheimer's. 
Yeah, like, it's doesn't uh, remember it doesn't remember any of the footage and photos uh, retro or oh, whatever. Do you know what is a better version of this specifically in the uh like a you know modern uh cap- like rich capitalist dickhead Scrooge story is Scrooge with Bill Murray. Uh, it it get, it understands the brief better. Yeah, <laughs> like do Scrooge. Um yeah. Bobby you're saying this just doesn't work as the ending. Is is there any? I mean, it was there still? There was a lot of fun in it, right? It was still like a bit of uh, genuinely on purpose good jokes and stuff, mm. and funny Nick Cage moments and so forth. I think I would have liked it if this movie they both got transported back there, but they were trying to not let on to the other one that they're not the right that's, one. That's a much more interesting idea because <laughs> it, it would also give her some character beyond the basics we get as well It'd be fairer as well i i thought whenever he went on that huge rant at the end uh, at the airport um like an insane person the... and, then, uh, and then also some guy trying to get on the plane is just standing next to him drawing your attention like yeah, I know. I noticed him as well. He's trying to like look like he's not trying to shove his way past. And while um, this couple are just well, one guy's ranting at a woman yeah. about to get a blade, and it's like I thought okay. it was going to reveal that she had had a similar experience and had written it off as like <laughs> all right, like a dream or something. Dream, because then it would at least make sense that she's like, oh. Yeah, okay, let's let's go for coffee and talk cuz uh we we've, we've both had quite the experience. <laughs> like cuz it would it would make more sense than her just going, "Yeah, okay, you fucking lunatic. I'll I'll hang out with you without a police escort, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, what about you, Anthony? Yeah, I agree with Abby. It's like it, for the most part it was just trying to be a fluffy romantic christmas film um and for the most part if you switch your brain off and just go with it it's fine but like the ending just you, you it, like it doesn't allow you to do that anymore <laughs> so you, can't, you can't just go with that anymore you're just left with nicholas cage as a broken man <laughs> who's been tortured by be by being given children and then having them murdered, essentially. It's, it's like, like fucking like, Franz like, Kafka wrote a Christmas story. <laughs> it's just like, here's here's some people for you to fall in love with for like for months and months, and then they're just gone from your life forever. All the, all the people you became friends with will exist but don't remember you. And when you have new children in Paris... They, you'll still remember the old children right. that they are. I was just thinking that. It, would you then compare them to, <laughs> to the dream children? Yeah. I, I remember you as a little boy. You used to take it all in, always you learning. All over now me. you're a fucking delinquent, yeah, like, shitting your nappy like a good old. You used to be different, and I undid you. I couldn't even help Don <laughs> I After this, you'd be like, "Oh, we're married and in Paris, and we've had our kids. Oh, they're the same. Thank goodness." Right. What's this fucking Don Cheadle magic angel genie shit? Do you know We've what? I would live in fear for the yeah, rest just... of my life that he'll turn up again. I mean, you already are scared whenever you see a black man, but now you'd have good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would never go to a, conven- a bodega or a convenience store again for fear 
that, that some fucking scam artist is going to go, hmm, fancy a glimpse? No, don't I mean, do my yeah. life again. Just wait. Every time you wake up, you like, oh, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> I, th- I, I think the worst thing about it is is the fact that the message seems to be if you if if you're not married and have kids, then it it's just wrong. Right, like you'll never be happy. It's not optimum, and that if you're rich and successful, you can't like date and meet someone. Oh, the the message is basically rich and successful people can't just realize they need to date and settle down. Even if it's you know uh, having a loving relationship is better than not. Love is better than singledom. <laughs> then, it, they, I don't know. It's just bollocks because they they are capitalists in the end anyway. I just I fucking hate that it gives one message and doesn't deliver on the end. Well, and again, just to keep talking about it's a wonderful life, but like that, like it addresses like the financial system that those characters characters exist in. That's an important plot point. Whereas in this, it's like no, he's. He's just he's rich, but that but he's also not bad. I don't know. It just doesn't. So, make, it's just it wrong. makes no sense, and it's not. It's it's it it acts like it's saying something while saying nothing. Yeah, it's a, it's a like all Christmas messages. In the end, they're terrible. <laughs> terrible yeah. advice. Also, why did they get Brett Ratner to direct this? Like, he's not a rom com director. I mean, I, I, who could say? Who could say? Who do you, who, no one's saving this. It's no, the, the I know, script but level like, it needs to, you need to go yeah. hang on. You need to, it's quite simple, really. It's get specific with why you're being given the look into an alternate reality. And, you know, maybe just think fun like the Spider Verse, just have multiple Nick Cages coming in, get wild and wacky, bring in like face off Nick Cage and fucking Connor and Nick Cage, and they're all experiencing family man reality. Well, I think you're almost. And- now we're talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent, um, which, you know, just watch that instead. No, no, I want a proper, you know, 2020s, everyone is doing the multiverse. You know, <laughs> Doctor Strange coming in with portals and fighting, you know, other Marvel characters. Just make it a Marvel movie where Nicolas Cage experiences loads of realities and defeats a big god demon or something. And I feel fun. like we're not far off somebody making that. <laughs> well, he loves love working. It. He loves working. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next Christmas we'll be uh, talking and about one of these types of... He, he has he has now fully embraced, uh, you know, meme status. Yeah. It, maybe he will go full meme and we can talk about that film when it happens, you know. But until then, we're done with this one, unless they do a sequel. Family Man 2, Family <laughs> Boogaloo, back in the family... I don't have the kids I wanted to have. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Anyway, Merry Cagemas, everyone. Merry Cagemas. You should. You should happy just happy Nicholas Cage. <laughs> watch uh, Muppets Christmas Carol instead. Yeah, everyone. That's that's stick with stick with the classics. They're classics for a reason. There's a reason they don't put the Family Man on every ad nauseum till you're sick of it and your eyes bleed. <laughs> anyway, toodle pips. Ta da! Bye.